Welcome back, friends, to the Wild at Heart podcast here in the week of October 16th. John here with a second week of Jesus' stories to move and encourage you. But before we air this episode, I needed to stop and first acknowledge the heartache going on in the Middle East and to pray together, to unite our prayers for the people that are caught up in the war in the Middle East. Now, I am recording this to you earlier on October 11th, so if this feels a little out of date because of the escalation of events, understand that this is when we had the opportunity to record this and drop it into the opening of the podcast. Psalm 122 makes it very clear. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace be within you. And so, friends, I thought it would be really appropriate for us to pray for Jerusalem, for Israel, for the conflict. Lord Jesus, we join the prayers of your people all over the world to pray what the psalm instructs us to pray. We pray for peace in Jerusalem. We pray for security and peace in the nation of Israel and in the Middle East. Oh, Lord Jesus, your heart broke over Jerusalem when you walked this earth, and your heart breaks over it still. God, we pray that the hosts of heaven, your mighty angelic armies, would come to the aid of your people, that they would protect and rescue the hostages and the innocent men, women, children. Lord, we pray for a de-escalation of violence. For again, as the psalmist said, I have not desired the day of destruction. Lord, we pray for de-escalation, that this does not grow and break out into something larger in the world. Oh, Lord Jesus, you are appearing to men and women all over the Middle East right now. You are walking into their dreams. You are walking into their homes and visions. You are introducing yourself to men and women who desperately need you, Muslim and Jew. Lord Jesus, come. We pray for an outpouring of your Spirit that men and women, children, would find themselves crying out to Jesus. Lord, may there be peace, peace and security. Lord, come. We join our prayers with the people of God around the world, praying for peace and a de-escalation of violence, praying for protection of your people. 
in Jesus' mighty name. You know, friends, one of the reasons that we did this two-part series, again, we kind of do one almost annually telling Jesus stories is because one of the great lies that the enemy brings against the human heart and that he uses trauma like this is to say that God's not moving, God's not involved, he's not acting. And so it's really appropriate that we turn now to our second installment of stories about Jesus moving very powerfully in the lives of people. I am sharing what I texted a friend about my experience with the prayer of descent. I am also a part of a Bible study on moving mountains prayer. I am learning how to pray as a daughter and not as an orphan nor a slave. This is the text I sent my friend. So I did the prayer exercise on the teaching I shared with you. I sat down and my phone started going off and I was a bit distracted. When John kept saying, find Jesus, I couldn't. I felt like I was walking in a long, dark hallway, looking for the light, his light, sometimes a hallway, at other times like a forest at dusk. Then I heard, if you can't find Jesus, you will find Jesus where you long for love. And suddenly, I was a baby, and Jesus was cuddling me. I was a defenseless little being, crying. I was at the moment of birth, and Jesus was holding me. I held his finger with my little hands and said, I don't want to let go. Please hold me. I am scared. Don't let go. And Jesus said, I will never let you go. I will always be there. It's not going to be easy, but I will always be there to hold you, to cuddle you, to comfort you. Don't let go. And even when you do let go, I will be there. I saw Jesus holding me when my father walked out on me. I always knew that while the men, my mom's father and brothers, were outside confronting my father and telling him to leave my mom and me alone, that I, as a newborn, was crying, that my newly born heart was breaking. Jesus took me to that time and the other many times of neglect, abandonment, and rejection that followed growing up. My teen years, my adult life, and even now, and he held me, he quieted me down with his love, and even now, almost 61 years later, Jesus still quiets me down with his tender love. Thank you for allowing me to share my experience and the blessing that your labor of love represents to not just me, but many more. Friends, we have a second week of beautiful, beautiful stories for you here on the Wild at Heart podcast. It's the week of October 16th. This is part two of uh, conversation and storytelling around Jesus and how he comes, how he comes in deep and profound ways like the one we just heard. More stories this week with Alan and Bart, but before we go on, Let's take a moment. And she encountered Jesus in the quiet. 
in pausing. And that's why we practice this at the top of the podcast every week, because we want to encounter Jesus. Let's take a moment and just let it all go, all the pressures, all the worries, the fears, and ask him to meet us. Jesus, I release everyone. I release everything to you right now. I want to find you. I want to be found by you. And so I give you my fears. I give you all that is demanding my attention. I give you the pace of my life this week. For this moment, I let it go. And I just ask, come, come and speak, come and move, come and meet me here in this week's podcast, in this moment together. In your name, we all pray. Amen. Welcome back, Alan, Bart. It's just such a privilege to share these sacred, sacred yes. stories. Yes. Good to be back. Of people. Such holy ground. Yes. And it's like, friends, we're just scratching the surface. We had to just pick a few. Right. We've left a lot that hopefully we can get to later, but there's so many. There yes. is so much. We were describing in the in the opening of this two-part series that God has given us a unique front row seat. Mm into the lives of people all around the world and how Jesus is working. Jesus is at work in incredible, profound ways, pulling guys out of deep PTSD and pulling women out of terrible, terrible addictions and healing marriages and just, oh my goodness, it's, he is magnificent. He is. And and the story that we played at the very beginning of this podcast, I mean, it's kind of straight out of Isaiah 61, really. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. That verse birthed this ministry. Yes. That, that's the core, mm. that's the epicenter, the healing of our humanity mm. as women and as men, and the release from darkness, however that darkness may have gotten into our lives or be trying to overcome us. That's it. That's yeah. the... Yeah, to set the captives free. Oh, I love that. Mm. And yes. we love, love, love sharing stories of Jesus doing that because, again, what we're hoping is that it's opening your heart opening your imagination, reminding you of your own stories of recovery and restoration in Jesus, or perhaps painting a picture of what could be for you or your loved ones, the people that you're praying for and, and care about. So I want to go to another woman's story as we're thinking about the healing of the brokenhearted, and mm -hmm. how Jesus comes into there is no place in the human experience that is outside the access of Jesus. Nothing. Nothing in your history, nothing of human trauma 
heartbreak loss that Jesus cannot get to. So I want to listen to this beautiful, beautiful, very, very vulnerable story that a woman shared with us. This was supposed to be the week we shared the news that on that lovely morning in late February, those two pink lines we prayed for our whole lives finally appeared. And it was the most joyful few weeks planning for parenthood and all the exciting moments ahead. And then the moment every woman fears began, I started bleeding. I was aware that miscarriages were fairly common, but I was confident that would not be the case for me. This was the previous baby we had hoped and prayed for, wasn't it? There are some things in life we will just never understand, and this is one of them. Grief hits extra hard these days. It truly does not get easier. So I'm forever grateful for the tools I've learned to process and proceed. God has carried me this far, and the fact that I still believe in His goodness is actually pretty miraculous, which is, in and of itself, proof of His goodness. I've had many moments of questioning Him and my faith, questioning His plans, His goodness, and His will. If you're in a season where you're questioning God, that's okay. He can handle your questions. He can handle your anger and your pain. And with that said, I will share this one piece of wildly insightful advice I heard from the Wild at Heart podcast. While laying in bed with my amazing husband, sobbing over the loss of her baby, John Eldridge spoke these words, You don't need answers. You need more of God. Some answers will never come. But more of God is always available and will heal your heart more than answers ever will. There are many uncertainties in life, but Jesus loves you, and you can be 100% sure of that. Praying you feel encouraged and hopeful. Such a holy story. Yes. Such a devastating story, one that we know, one that our children know, and like so much of human experience, t- until you walk through it, you just don't realize how brutal yes. something like miscarriage is. Yes. And so I'm so grateful that she wrote in. I'm so grateful that she's finding God. What I love about hearing her story, such a hard story, is her phrase, God can handle your questions. He can handle your anger and pain. So just John and Bart, like the sense that even in the hardest moments of life, we don't have to draw away from God. We can lean in because that's what our hearts need most is more of him. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of Jesus is he he comes in the devastation even when we're the ones who created it. That's not this woman's story, but I'm just thinking of other stories you know, my father's alcoholism, right. other stories where the devastation is something we actually brought on ourselves. Yes. You know, we blow up our own lives, mm-hmm. and but Jesus still comes exactly the same. He still comes. Yes. Yeah, it reminds me of a story. Um, went to see a man. 
and a very, very successful, very wealthy guy, was known for writing big checks in the kingdom, and um, went, went to see him, and um, you could just tell this guy's life was a total mess, train wreck. And um, pretty deep stuff. Yes, very, very deep stuff. Spent spent a couple of three hours with him, and then he uh, he thinks he's got to like pay for the time, so he tries to write a check, and we pushed the check back. I said, "Don't want your check. I want your heart." Yeah. And that began a relationship, and uh, I think it really shifted something in his being to say, that's, that's what I want. That's what I need. I've got to get my heart back. But it got worse before it got yeah. better. I mean, yeah. it was yeah, just co- cocaine. Cocaine and, and uh, prison lawsuits. Just, it was a, a massive. Family is yes. blown up. Family's blown up, oh, lost, a, lost a son. And I mean, it was just a devastating life, but but this man comes back, finds his heart through all of that, and has become just um, a real pillar in that community that everyone looks up to, as as we all do. He's he's oh, one he's of such, our heroes. He's such a beautiful guy, yes. and he is so in love with Jesus. Yes, yes. that. Because Jesus rescued him in, yes. the, in the deepest, darkest hole, and he does prison time. Yes, Jesus comes for him, even though he caused it. Because see, you can feel like, well, God will come for, he'll come for my pain, he'll come for my mm-hmm. brokenness, if it's something that someone did to me because I'm not responsible. But this beautiful story is no, 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 no. Even when we're the ones that cause the devastation. Jesus comes. Yes. And he's just, this guy is lit up. Oh, yes. Yes. For, for Jesus and, and now. Saved a lot of guys in prison. I yeah. heard some of those stories, just amazing. Yeah, a lot, a lot of inner healing stories mm-hmm. that we get to be a part of. I want to play another, um, another testimony from a woman centered around more inner healing. I just wanted to say thank you. I've been listening to the Wild at Heart podcast since the beginning of this year, and I feel like a different person. My name is Leah. I'm 32, and I'm currently working with Jesus to begin an inner healing prayer ministry. I started the podcast all the way back at the very first episode. It only took a couple weeks of listening daily for me to feel like I was being deeply, personally mentored. I grieved when I heard the news of Craig's passing. And I thanked God that I was somehow able to receive discipleship from him. I'm currently in 2017 and reflecting this morning on how much God has equipped me for this season of life through Wild at Heart. My perspective has been changing over the months. I can't stop talking to my friends and loved ones about the coming kingdom, bigger story, intentional living with God, surrender, beautiful themes that have been working their way into my story over the last six months. I noticed last week how those closest to me are starting to use similar language when we talk about Jesus and life. Your work has profoundly changed my life and is impacting those around me because I'm so inspired by the Holy Spirit through the conversations you share. I am also beginning to read Beautiful Outlaw, 
Thank you, thank you, thank you for the work you do with Jesus to share these truths. I can't accurately express how God has changed my life all the way in Ohio because of what you all do. While we're talking about inner healing, let's just keep with that theme for a minute, guys, because I have another letter from an ally, and I just want to read it to you. I sit at my desk today, a little out of it. On Saturday, I learned that my dad's cancer had reached his brain. There are treatment plans to deal with this, but nobody in the medical team is talking about cure. So as I drove to work this morning, I had the company of Sam and John on today's podcast, father and son, walking through what it's like to be present to suffering and what it can be to acknowledge death. Then I went back to a video from the archive that's been a blessing to me over recent years, the triumphing before circumstances change talk that John and Craig gave in April 2015. I've seen it before and replayed parts of it in my memory many times, but this morning it had a new richness to it. The love between John and Craig, men that have spent decades of deep friendship together, the wavering in the voices showing the courage of each man to be present to each other, suspecting that this may not be possible again. The poignancy of knowing that this was the final season of Craig's life. This morning I have received this as a beautiful demonstration of being present to a loved one in the midst of his suffering. Yeah, he was talking about a podcast that Sam and I did on how to be with people in their suffering, how to walk alongside them, because when you live divorced from your own heart, it is not possible to come alongside the hearts of others. You've just got platitudes, Bible verses, advice, right? right? But, but when you have taken the healing journey yourself, when you have experienced Jesus coming in your grief, sorrow, loss, fears, anxieties, devastation, then you're able to come alongside others. Yes. And I love, too, the reference just to the conversation you and Craig had mm. and the tenderness there mm. between the two of you when he was going through the hardest battle of his life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have a lot out of our own story that we like to share. Um, and so, yeah, if you've tracked with us in the podcast for a while, you've experienced some of that. And again, the hope being that we get to Jesus, that we're opening our hearts and we're opening our stories up to Jesus. And the loss of Craig could have ended the ministry for me. He's, you know, my pal for 40 years. Mm. But the healing of Jesus is real. It's real. It happens mm. to the point that you don't live with devastation anymore. Right. You can still live and experience loss, but you don't experience devastation. You actually get your heart back. And friends, if you didn't have a chance to listen to last month, the September 25th, podcast on inviting Jesus into your brokenness, I just want to remind you that God has been healing human souls for thousands of years without $10,000 trauma intensives and the greatest neuroscience experts. Like all these tools that are available to us in this moment are beautiful, 
But you have Jesus, mm-hmm. friends. You have Jesus. And it, if, if, if your pain is showing up as we are sharing these beautiful stories, the first step is you walk into it with Jesus. You say, I invite you here. I love you here. Meet me here. I know that sounds very simple, but God has been healing the human heart for thousands of years without two years of therapy, you know, or medication. Now, those things are good. They're good. And I've used them. We, you know, everyone's benefited from all the tools of our hour. But the the good news, the good news of the gospel is you have Jesus. Yes. And as Alan read Isaiah 61 at the beginning, he has come to heal your broken heart. Mm. So what we do is we walk into it. We say, okay, Lord, this is what, you may even need to pause the podcast and, and say, okay, Jesus, I am present to my own suffering. I am present to a, a heartache, a loss, a grief a fear, and I move into that place with you, and I invite you in. And what I begin to do, friends, I just say, Jesus, I love you here. I love you here. I love you right here, Lord, in this place. And you kind of just stay with that. I love you here. Meet me here. Allowing Jesus in and letting him be the healer. That's so beautiful. And the stories we're reading and and that people are listening to now, if you're feeling like, I wish I had one of those stories, we just want to encourage you, you are in the midst of that story and maybe just a minute away from it because we're reading people sharing about the breakthrough they had Mm -hmm. in the midst of trauma and hard Mm -hmm. time. But if you haven't had that breakthrough yet, Mm -hmm. that's okay. Invite Mm -hmm. Jesus right now into it. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of, you know, in in this realm of uh, cancer and uncertainty and a beautiful ally of ours now, but uh, going back before, even before we met him, he discovered um, he had a a massive brain tumor and was inoperable. And and, uh, because he's a a guy with a lot of means and he was a very driven guy, and uh, he, he just went searching and found a found a university that was was very aggressive in his treatment and they said well we can't promise you life but we'll we'll give it a try and so they operated on this massive brain tumor that he had and uh, right about that time his pastor gave him the book wild at heart and he he reads wild at heart and um he's he's just he's floored by it this this message of of walking with God and and especially where he is and the trauma that yes. that he's experiencing, the healing that Jesus offers. Yes, yes. Doesn't life. he come? Doesn't he come to Christ by reading? Yeah, yes, he does. He does. He comes to Christ. Then he, uh, when he gets enough healing in his after his surgery, he shows up at the first boot camp that he could could get into, and uh, that's where we begin to pick up his story, and. Um, and so, and now he's leading. Yeah, fourteen. That was fourteen <laughs> years ago, and and he still, you know, goes in. He lives between ninety day checkups, and so the the uncertainty is still there. But the beautiful thing is, is this man 
lives in a world where he could buy anything that he wanted, but life, and and he has to lean into God for his faith in what he's walked through with this. And it's just a beautiful story. He and his team do uh, uh, a boot camp uh, one or two times a year for a whole state, mm. for the entire state. Mm. And um, it's it's just a magnificent story to see him walk with God in the midst of uncertainty where he's just, you know, he's, he's, I don't know if I'll be here in yeah. six months. Yeah. And he loves Jesus. Yes. <laughs> he, he does he love Jesus. He loves Jesus. He's very vocal about yeah, that. Yeah, it's just beautiful. He'll share Jesus with anyone, yes. anywhere. Yes. Airports, cab rides, <laughs> waiters in restaurants. Like, yeah, he loves Jesus. Gang, there are so many more stories of so many different parts of how people find their way into this gospel and into the real Jesus and and then to begin to experience him. One of the things we've launched recently is that I am now doing a weekly video to our friends. Every Friday, we release an email with a weekly video link in it. And we don't want to put this on social media because it's not for everybody. I'm I'm not looking to be the next shiny big thing. I want to talk to our friends about what God is doing and how to interpret what God is doing in the world and and in our lives. So week to week, current, you know, walking with Jesus. So um, I'm going to play a testimony of this, and then I want to tell you how to get this video. Thank you so much for these videos. Time and again, they have spoken so specifically of things going on in my life. Just a few weeks ago, I was sharing with my husband some things I was experiencing and that were going on with me during an unusually longer season of depression. Thoughts and fears of falling away from the faith and unbelief I was trying to fight off. Then, in a matter of a day or two, you sent out the email regarding that very same subject. My mind was blown. Thank you. Thank you for hearing God and sharing this. I needed it so I most definitely knew it was some spiritual warfare I was dealing with, and God, through you, reaffirmed that to me. God has spoken to me so much through the ministry of Wild at Heart, and I'm so grateful for each of you and how he uses you. We'd love for you to be able to watch these videos weekly, too. So we'll put something in the show notes that has a link for you to be able to receive them. Yeah, real easy to sign up. They're free. Uh, And again, it's just not something we're going to put out there on Instagram. Uh, it's something for people who want to take life with Jesus seriously. I'm really enjoying doing them. And and like, yeah, Jesus is in it and he's coming for people every week. And the timing of it is just really. Oh. Well, like last week, I think you were at a gas station in your truck with your two dogs. <laughs> so, I mean, it's always cool to see where you're at, what God's been saying to you that week, and then you share it with us. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, I, I hope that these two podcasts are encouraging. I hope they are inspiring. And I hope you'll join us. I hope you'll join in on the joy of sharing Jesus with others. You know, the friends who are leading studies or passing books around, telling people about the podcast, that the simplest evangelistic piece is the pause app because it's free. It's on people's phones, right? And it's an easy ask to say, hey, I want to share this thing with you. You just pause and find God each day. 
it's such a simple entry point. And I don't know, there's like half a million downloads on the pause app right. now. So I'm going to play, play one more audio from a pretty enthusiastic ally. There's a lot of Christian fluff out there. A lot of Christianese, a lot of guilt and shame and hardship. And I can't think of a, another ministry that has affected and impacted my love of God more than Wild at Heart. So why do I support? Why do I team up with a ministry like Wild at Heart? Because they care. They actually walk their walk. They talk their talk. They love God. And they've personally impacted my life through the intensive, through the podcast, through books like Wild at Heart, Captivating, and Beautiful Outlaw. So I'm just grateful to be a part of a ministry that cares about the whole heart of humanity and that is willing to love God and live free. Yeah, it's really joyful. It's really joyful mm. to come and yes. be a part of this. We do it. We do. We invite you. Come, come and be a part of what Jesus is doing and share the message with others. Think about maybe inviting some people into a study with you or to do a weekend core for women or a basic for men or becoming a king retreat. There's just so many ways to invite people into this. And we need to be candid. We we are a donor supported. We, we are, are a crowd funded ministry. And Bart, this is the time of year we need we need a little help. Yes, we've we've about reached half of where our yearly goal is. So we've got a short time to make up the last half, and that's uh, what usually has to happen before we do that. Yeah. And in addition to donating to the ministry, we'd love for you to be part of it by sharing your testimony with us, and you can do that at wildatheart.org slash testimony. I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. So there are so many exciting things to come. Oh, yes. Like for instance, basic and core, we want to reach millions with foreign translations of these events that people can do anywhere and are doing anywhere around the world. And so we want to do these translations and we're investing right now to be in multiple countries around the world, including Arabic, which yeah. is really exciting. Mm. Yeah, we've just put tens of thousands of dollars into these beautiful translations, and it's basic core, becoming a king, but it's also the wild at heart experience, yes. the captivating experience. Yeah, um, reaching out. We've got the yes, the and new- yeah, the docu series stories about men how they walk with Jesus in this message, a Netflix type thing that you might see on a Netflix, but it's it's. Uh, they're, we've already got those recorded. They're coming out in 24. It's going to open up a whole new audience for this ministry. Really excited about those. Yeah, more news on that to come. Yes. Got new events for men, new events for women coming in 2024. Alan, yeah. we're about to go. We're about to change this podcast. Right. So for those who've been listening to this podcast for a while, keep listening, but now you can watch it uh, starting in November because of around mid-November, our podcast will be video podcasts and mm. you can still listen on audio. But if you've ever wondered what it's like to be in the studio or to see us in action here, uh, you can do that it's now. It's really fun. Yeah. It's really fun <laughs> to see the video. So that'll be on YouTube and Spotify, I think, initially in November. Anyway, lots of exciting things going on. And yeah, friends, um, th- 
this has been about Jesus. We wanted yes. to share Jesus stories with you. Okay. So honestly, that's the point. And it gives us an opportunity to say, would you help us? Would you help us spread Jesus stories yes. all around the world? You can give online at wildatheart.org or on the Wild at Heart app. You can mail in a check if you get our newsletter. We'd be really grateful at this time of year to have your help yes. because this is about Jesus mm. and this is about sharing him with more and more broken hearts all around the world. Yes. Come and be our partners. <laughs>